Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another rousing, incredible, super fragilistic, expialidocious podcast of the Real Film Nerds. With me, as always, on the other side of the planet, in Intercourse, Pennsylvania, Mysterious Mike. Hey, everybody. So, Mike, this week we have a special guest. This special guest is my nephew, Mr. Michael Hodges, known as the Lumberjack Mike. So, Lumberjack Michael, how are things? They're going okay. Now, why do we have you on this podcast? Well, I, uh, I'm... Well, first off, we should probably say this. Let's start it off with our quote. And that might give you a little hint on what podcast we, what not, not what podcast, what movie we are talking about today. Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. Michael, what movie is this that we're talking about, and why are you here? Venom. We're reviewing Venom, and I'm a very huge fan of the Venom comics. Granted, I. I I read more Agent Venom originally, but I tried to uh, read more Eddie Brock, which is what this movie, uh, as you can tell from the trailers, surrounds. So okay. I just wanted input so, from a Venom fanatic. So you were basically a giant Venom fan, and this movie has a lot of controversy around it because people say it's hot garbage. Okay, well, critics, critics say. say it is absolute hot garbage. Nobody should see it. And Tom Hardy should go throw himself in front of a moving bus because it's so bad. But <laughs> we will get to that later. So, Mike, now we got the introductions out of the way. So we have Mysterious Mike. We have Lumberjack Michael. Mike, give us the rundown on Venom. All right. So uh, Venom was uh, directed by Ruben Fletcher. Uh, writers are Jeff Pinker, Scott Rosenberg, Kelly Marcel. And the screenplay was Jeff Pinker, Scott Rosenberg. Uh, It's starring uh, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, uh, Scott Hayes, Reed Scott, and it's about uh, when Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. Nice, nice, nice. So, for those of you who are not familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe and Marvel and Marvel Comics and anything else you can think of Marvel-related, this movie is technically not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Spider-Man is owned by Sony, Hence the reason why we got those Tobey Maguire films in the early 2000s of Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3. Those are all Sony productions. That was before the Marvel Cinematic Universe existed. Andrew Garfield also had. And that's right. Andrew Garfield had the amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2, which I personally enjoyed quite a bit. I thought it was good. But um, so this is Sony's kind of way of trying to capitalize on Marvel, I guess. So... That's why you don't see Spider-Man in this film, and you don't see anyone else, and it is a completely different universe. So those of you who are confused, yes, Venom is Marvel, but no, he is not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as of today. 
So, all right. Well, let's give our first impressions. Mike, I will start with you. What did you think of Venom? Uh, I really liked all the Venom scenes once you've kind of found out it was Venom and, and that stuff. It's a little bit slow to get going uh, in the beginning, in my opinion. So, like, it took a while to develop the story and develop the characters and then roll into Venom. Yeah, but I do like that they tried to develop the characters. I don't know. It just seemed like it was just a little bit slow. All right. Well, what about um, Tom Hardy's accent? Uh, I don't know. I didn't think it was too much of a problem. He's not really talking a bunch in the movie. I don't know. Well, when the first trailer came out a few months ago, I really hated the trailer, and I really hated Tom Hardy's accent, and I really hated some things that they said wrong, specifically Symbiote, which they did change for the movie, because in the very first trailer, they say Symbiote, which is wrong, because it is symbiote because it's based off of, as they point out in the movie, symbiosis. And you don't say symbiosis, you say symbiosis. So that's where that comes from, and that they fixed that. I think they, because of the outrage of the original trailer, they went back and they corrected everyone's stuff, which is great. So I, li- I applaud them for that. But I was really put off by Tom Hardy's accent in the first trailer. Now, I don't know if they turned it down in the movie or what, but it really didn't bother me at all in the movie. It wasn't horrible. It wasn't great. I know what he was trying to do. He was trying to say that he has this New York accent that he's slowly losing being on the West Coast. It comes and it goes and stuff. So I think that kind of worked, but I'm not going to say it was incredible. So, Right. All right. So Lumberjack Michael, what's your thoughts on Venom? I thought it was really – I thought it was pretty good. It was – um. It's really nice actually seeing a correct version of, well, at least a lot more correct than what they tried to do originally with Sony in the uh, first Venom appearance. Spider-Man 3 Mm -hmm. with uh, Topher Grace. Yeah, I mean, this one, um, you know, the suit's actually talking, right? You can see that in the trailer. The suit has its own voice as well as Eddie Brock's voice, which is really nice because originally they didn't even try with that. It was just... I mean, I think they did say we in that first one anyway, but they never really featured the suit as another character. Right. There was no separate voice. It was just Tobey Maguire. It wasn't this dark alien. It was Topher. Topher, yeah, sorry. Tobey Maguire was the one that played um, Spider-Man. Yeah, I get them mixed up. They're interchangeable. They're both dorks. They both did wear the suit, too. Yeah, they both did wear the black suit, too. So, but Michael, what did you think about there not being a Spider-Man in this and it not Venom not coming from Spider-Man and not having any of the spider-like powers? I was actually really happy with that. I thought that was really cool that they were that accurate with the movie because as we do know, this movie does not take place in a universe that has Spider-Man in it at the moment. So, and as you read in the comics, the suit is actually influenced by Spider-Man. That's why he has the spider-like powers and things. So the fact that they didn't include it was really nice because it was actually accurate. Yeah. All right. So I guess I'll talk about it for myself. I personally thought Venom was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Um, there was some really good laugh out loud moments, uh, almost kind of uh, buddy-like moments between the symbiote and Eddie Brock. 
that I really, really enjoyed. I thought that helped the movie a lot. Um, the showing that Michael and I went to last night, there wasn't a whole lot of laugh out loud moments there. But when I saw it with the uh, comic book crew on Thursday, uh, the people that actually know a lot about Venom and know about the Marvel Universe and stuff were laughing out loud multiple times. So that was great. That I think that was really fun. I think it really added to it. I did have my problems with the film, but overall, I would say it was decent. I enjoyed it. I thought it was worth a watch. So, All right, so I guess we can get into our off topics a little bit because, you know, that just is what happens. But it's not going to be super off topic. It'll be a little off topic. And so, uh, Michael, being a huge fan of Venom... There's been multiple hosts for Venom, and outside of Marvel's world, well, not Marvel's world, I'll say outside of superheroes, so like Deadpool, Captain America, Incredible Hulk, um, Thunderbolt, Ross, all of them have been hosts to Venom at one point. It might not necessarily be in the Marvel world, but it was in a lot of them were in their what-ifs. So outside of those, and Mike, I'm going to ask you this too. Outside of those, who is your favorite host of Venom? Well, I mean, as I said before, I kind of started out reading Agent Venom, and the host in Agent Venom is Flash Thompson, who originally, it's interesting, he's um, in the comics, he was originally Peter Parker's bully in high school. Right. And then he ended up being Spider-Man's biggest fan. So the fact that he took over a symbiote that had originally been a an enemy of Spider-Man, a really big foe, is really interesting. It's I don't know. It's very. It. It's not as gross looking. The artwork isn't really as like wild as mm-hmm. the older styles of Venom, but but it's very interesting. It seems kind of like a mature version of Venom. I think part of that is that the way Flash Thompson uh, uses the suit and keeps it under control. He uses chemicals. That's. But it's very interesting. Also with the suit. The guy lost his legs. I guess he was in the military, and so it's really interesting that the suit creates legs for him. But that's my favorite one. Now, is it also because um, Agent Venom is definitely more of the hero side of the symbiote versus all the other hosts Mm -hmm. in the Marvel Universe? Is that part of it? Yeah, but he still lashes out, which kind of gives you a little bit of the... like. Sometimes he does lose control of the suit while he's still wearing it, so that's that gives you the... The anti-hero portion of, and he does kill people as well. But I still feel that Agent Venom is the closest to a superhero Venom you will ever see to date. They might change it, but to date. So, all right. Well, Mike, I know you're not a huge fan of comics in general, but I do know you know a little bit about Venom. Do you have a favorite host of Venom? Um. Yeah, uh, I I think my uh, favorite host is uh, Eddie Brock, but uh, I know it's kind of a cop out. But uh, I I really liked I liked how they portrayed uh, Venom in the movie. He was his own character, and he has kind of a sense of humor and talks about um, you know Eddie Brock being a loser and on his planet he was kind of a loser. I I, I like that a lot. I thought that was really cool. Right, right. I I agree. Um, Eddie 
Brock is one of my favorite hosts of Venom. He is not my absolute favorite, but he is definitely at the top just because Eddie Brock is the original. Without Eddie Brock, well, other than Spider-Man, Spider-Man's the original host of the symbiote. But other than Spider-Man, Eddie Brock is really who kind of transformed the symbiote into what he is and what we know and what we love today other than Spider-Man giving him his powers because, you know, Eddie Brock's like, well, you can be a little dangerous. You can do things like this, but you can also be uh, um, a good guy as well. So he taught him morals and, you know, good and evil and things like that because remember, the symbiote is an alien creature. You know, it is. So um, other than Eddie Brock, who I'd say probably is my second, my absolute favorite host, and he is was not a host very long in the comic books. He was only 18 issues. And the reason why I like him is, um, well, I'll get into it, but it's uh, Lee Price. He's the most recent host other than Eddie Brock because in the current run, Eddie Brock is now the host again. But the reason why I like Lee Price so much is because Lee Price is the first host they've had in a very long time that the symbiote is actually afraid of. Lee Price is a criminal. He's done horrible things. He's a soldier, much like Flash Thompson, but he's went the other way. So he's almost the opposite of Flash Thompson. But the very first time Lee Price gets the symbiote, it's either in the first or second issue. I think it might be the second issue. He actually sits down and you see a manifestation of Venom on on like his shoulder and he kind of comes out like in the movie. And basically Lee Price lays down the law he says i don't care how scary you are i don't care what you think you could do you're my bitch basically and i loved that how lee price is the only one to ever including you know deadpool and people like that to ever actually scare the symbiote and i thought that was pretty cool nice so that's that's why yeah very cool so all right i guess enough about the comics maybe we should get back to the movie so, uh, Mike, what did you think of the overall flow of the movie? I know you said the first kind of drags. Um, what did you think of the CGI? Uh, I thought the CGI was pretty great. Um, I, I thought they did well with uh, Venom coming out uh, when he needed to and, and helping uh, for lots of scenes. Uh, I, I guess the most notable scene would probably be the motorcycle chase scene. That was pretty cool. Um on on that scene, although Matt, I'm gonna I'm gonna side rail you a little bit. What did you think about all the attack drones? Yeah, I figured you were gonna talk about that. That is clearly a uh, uh, pure fantasy, but I thought they were kind of neat. Um, there was no way in hell they would ever be able to do that because they don't really talk to each other. And no one was really controlling them. But I liked I liked the concept of them, and I thought it was kind of neat. And that's how they were able to keep tabs on. Eddie Brock, because he was racing through San Francisco, much like in The Rock. That, that's one reason why I really loved that motorcycle chase scene, is because it reminded me a lot of one of both of our favorite movies, The Rock. Oh, yeah. I love The Rock. Yeah. Jumping down the hills, catching air, all these cars chasing him. Granted, it wasn't a Hummer blasting through with a Lamborghini or a Ferrari chasing it, but it was, um, I think it was on a Ducati. And that's a pretty nice bike. So he was, you know, ramping through the area with a bunch of SUVs chasing him. So it just reminded me a lot of the rock. And I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I, I don't know why, but all the drones, when they blew up, it was like blue flames too. So that was cool. 
yeah, that was kind of neat. I wonder if they were trying to say because it looked like they had little turbines on the back because they you know have a flame spinning out the back. So it might have been jet fueled, or it could have been like maybe they're trying to say it was like a different kind of energy that was powering it. And when it blew up, it turned into blue flames. Yeah, I don't know. So, but I definitely think that chase scene was one of the better chase scenes of recent films. And definitely probably one of my favorite, if not my favorite scene of this movie. It was a lot of fun. It was really well done. Yeah, that was fun. And especially how Venom helps helps him out, you know? So. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess we probably should. Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, I was just going to ask uh, Michael what, what he thought about, um, you know, the various scenes. What's his favorite scene? Um, I kind of like the... Um this is, I, I know totally it remembering. hurts. You it's, just it's love the whole movie. I yeah, know I you know. love the whole movie. Uh, but do you have one scene that really sticks out that will not spoil the movie? Oh, see, that, <laughs> there, there's my problem. Can I just say generally the there's a fight scene later on in the movie that is very interesting, but I can't talk about it right now. Uh, now are you talking holds. about the end fight scene? Mm-hmm. Okay, so you really like the end fight scene where they're like fighting on like the, the space shuttle platform and all that? Okay. Nice. That was fun. Yeah, it was just really, I don't know, it was interesting that they had it like, well, okay, I don't know if I can talk too much, but it was just, it kind of, it was very multi-leveled, Good. you know? That's, so yeah. Was, well, and that's what I got for you. What did you think about uh, Riot coming in and being the villain? See, I... Because Riot's not a really well-known symbiote No, he's at all. not. Like, I don't even really know him that well. I think I might have, I think I was reading Maximum Carnage, not Maximum Carnage, no, it was... Uh, Carnage USA or something like that, and he was in there, but he was a very minor symbiote in that comic, so... Yeah. I mean, he's not... But then the, the, the fact that he said he was a very powerful symbiote, especially compared to Venom, when you never hear about Riot anyway... Right. That's really weird. Well, I kind of liked... You know, and you got to remember, they're, they're separate things, and so they brought Riot in to be its own thing, but I kind of liked how they used Riot, because you really don't see that there is a villain in this movie. Sure, you think the the billionaire guy... Um, I'm forgetting his name. Oh, uh, um, hold on. I'll, I'll bring it up. Oh, it was... Um, his his, his uh, character name was Carlton Drake. Carlton Drake, yeah. Go. Carlton Drake is actually from the comic books. He is the one in charge of the and founder of life in the comic books and all that. So it was nice, but clearly Carlton Drake is the villain until riot shows up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that, how you really didn't know that there was going to be the super villain in this movie until almost the movie was over. I think that's kind of their attempt to make the Venom movies kind of stand on their own without the need to have Spider-Man there too. You know, like that was one of the big, what if things or one of the big worries about this movie was, is it going to be able to stand on its own without Spider-Man being there? Or is it just going to flop? So, yeah. well, and the reason why I like that they use riot is because riot is kind of a throwaway character. Mm-hmm. He is a symbiote, but he's not a really well-known character. He has never had his own book. Maybe he'll have his own book now because of this movie, but I think they did it perfect because they brought him in. He was this badass villain and it explained he had a motive. He had all that stuff. And then well, you know, I don't want to spoil it yet, but you know, he's not he's not a super important character like say if Spider-Man was in it. Like Spider-Man would have been like the whole thing. You know, it would have been Spider-Man from start to finish. He would have 
been around for many, many more Venom movies afterwards and things. And so I think them picking almost a throwaway character was a smart move. Yeah. Because it builds the character. It's a good origin story for Venom. And then you don't necessarily have to return to this guy later on. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. Who knows? You know, this is only the first one in, I think, Michael, you were saying possibly three films, right? Yeah, he's, Tom Hardy is signed on for three different, uh, for three mo- uh, two more films, so at least. So we'll get like a Venom trilogy. Hopefully. Nice. As long as the next movie goes well, too, I think. Nice. Nice. Well, and that's that's an interesting thing to talk about. I don't know, Mike, if you looked at the numbers today, but I pulled them up real quick earlier, but Venom is number one at the box office. Oh, yeah? And... Did it do well? Yes, and it has the highest opening of any movie in October to date. Oh, wow. This opening weekend, it opened at $80 million in the U.S. Yeah, that's not bad for a movie that got ripped apart for uh, by the critics. Right. Ripped apart by the critics, not the fans. Destroyed by the critics. And that's one thing that's interesting. On Rotten Tomatoes... The critics' rating is what in the thirty-two percent, and then the user rating is at what, like eighty-nine, ninety, something like that. Let me see. Does it say it on there? Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Wow, it even went up higher than last time I saw it. Wow. So, anyways, that's interesting because the critics just destroyed it, and people are still going to see it, obviously. And like I said, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. It was okay. Let's uh, let's do this thing. Um, it's kind of our bread and butter, but we probably should, you know, do it because this movie is not in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mike, how does Venom relate to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Well, I'm kind of going for a cheap and easy one on this one. Uh, this guy, uh, that's what she said. Yeah. This guy, uh, Stan Lee is, uh, in it, uh, walking his dog, uh, right towards the end there. God. And that was so funny too. When Venom and the line that Venom has at the dog and at Stan Lee, that was pretty good. I enjoyed that. Do you remember what it was, Mike? Didn't he say, uh, looks tasty or something like that? Yeah. He, he turns around and, you know, Stan Lee gives him some advice about don't give up on her. And then uh, Eddie Eddie Brock says, oh, he seems nice. And then Venom goes, man, what is that thing? It looks delicious. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So let's go ahead and throw it out there because I know Michael is itching to open this up. But let's get into spoilers. So, Michael, do you want to start with spoilers? And now we just talk about whatever we want. I know this is a whole new format for us and a new format for you because you don't listen to our podcast anymore. So we went from four listeners back down to three. Thanks, you dick. Wow. Wow. You don't even tell your Man. friends at Harsh. You don't even tell your friends at NAU about our podcast. What the hell is that all about? Do you if even have friends? Time, you know? Do you even have friends <laughs> in college? Not Jesus. Yet. Not yet, I don't. Well, you're clearly not paying them enough if you don't have any yet. No. I need to buy some beer, I guess. That's nice. Beer or you need to get better drugs. You got to join a frat. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But um my favorite scene in this movie as as I was trying to say earlier but I couldn't say it without spoiling it. Um Venom and Riot do get into it at the end of the movie and it's this really cool like 
multi-level fight and it's like um well because I'm, I'm reading these other venom comics and you don't really see venom interact with another person who also has or another symbiote with a host that often so um aside from carnage obviously but a lot of the comics i've been reading i haven't seen that very often and this level this this fight has like two different levels it's got the the hosts going at it as well as the symbiotes and it's it's really weird they like end up in this tangled up mess and it's and then he performed like a super dual host dual symbiote kind of character which was interesting i don't know what the hell they would call that yeah but only riot venom venom riot something yeah only for like uh what 10 seconds or something and then they like split off yeah Oh, and then he, he uh, they go in, uh, Riot tries to take off in the shuttle, and then Venom blows him up. It was really great. It was really, very well done. It was a really good, I don't know, the, the, gra- the, uh, CGI. Design, the CGI was mm-hmm. fantastic for that whole scene. It was really amazing. Well, and uh, did you like how they grab, um, uh, Riot throws, like, the blade through Eddie Brock and, like, kills him. Yeah. He's not 100% dead or else the Venom wouldn't have been able to get back with him. It just would have been over. But clearly he was fighting for life and then Venom, you know, goes back into him and but he pulls that blade that he threw in, through his chest out and he uses his own weapon to take down the space it's just, shuttle. It's brutal. It's awesome. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. That was really well done. It was very smart. Yeah, that was cool. That was pretty cool. All right, so what else do we want to... Well, uh, there you go. I mean, there there ends the you know the reason why I was talking about it was good that they used Riot because they kill him off. Yeah, they kill him off, and it's really easy to kill him off. Right, so. and he's not a beloved character. He doesn't have to come back. He did his job. He told the story of the symbiotes and of Venom and of Eddie Brock and all these things. I think he was the perfect villain. I'm kind of sad that they killed uh, Carlton Drakoff because he's a big proponent in the yeah. Venom world, but... I'm sure his businesses and things will flourish for here on out. Someone will take over or something. Yeah. All right, Mike. Uh, what did you think of uh, Venom's weaknesses? Uh, the uh, frequency, the, was it 6,000 hertz or something? And then the, uh, the fire. Yeah, the, the, the sound of four to 6,000 hertz and then the fire. Yeah. Uh, Michael, being the big time Venom fan, do you want to handle this one? Sure. I thought it was really creative the way they went about bringing up these weaknesses. Like, well, at least the the sonic waves. It was really interesting that they used a CAT scan because Eddie Brock showed that he was very sick originally, and he had a his uh, girlfriend's boyfriend at the time was a doctor, so they had him go in for a CAT scan, and it was really interesting because I I'd, I don't know about other people, but I had never thought about cat scans using sonic waves i don't know if i just don't know a lot about cat scans or what but i thought that was really interesting they showed the reaction of the symbiote and then it ended up being a another thing they used again later on in the in the film because they actually used it again later on to separate him from the symbiote yeah yeah well and you know all that harkens back definitely to the comic book but you also get a little bit of that in spider-man 3 where you get to see um in spider-man 3 you know the uh, how the black suit in the in the movie, not in the comic, in the movie separates from Spider-Man is through a big church bell. Actually, that is how it is in the comic. Is it in the comic? Mm-hmm. That's how I, he I supposedly it kills it. No, he he oh, goes to a church. That's bell. when he kills it. Yeah. Well, he. But no, I thought he separated from it a different way in Spider-Man. I don't remember. Well, he it might have, matter. but that was also included in it too. Yeah. No, the church bell is from the comic books, but I don't think that's necessarily the first time. Anyways, it doesn't yeah. matter. 
I don't remember how they introduced the fire. I'm, I'm not sure when they did that. It was in the comic he, book he, or in no, the real in, world? in the real in the movie. I'm not sure. I think he just brought it up in the car. I'm pretty sure the fire. Oh, that he doesn't like fire. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember them, you know, really showing much about it until that point when Venom brings it up when they're in the car driving around. Yeah, yeah. No, no. He just he just brought it up. Venom brought it up. He's like, oh, you don't like frequencies, and he's like, no, and fire. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, fire. No fire. Fire well, bad. And here's one that I that I was completely taken by surprise because I never thought we would see this character in a movie. But I don't know if you either of you really know much about it. Michael might a little bit, but um, she is a real character, and that is she Venom. I only know because I, I just recently looked at a comic cover that had it, but I know that uh, it's. Well, and I actually watched a video the other day. And it was, um, they kind of predicted that this sort of thing would happen, that they, they would um, have uh, another person use the symbiote, his wife. Well, not soon-to-be wife. In the comics, it's his wife. Yeah, but, um, in the comic books, they're married. Mm-hmm. At this point, they're not. And then they get divorced. And then I think she is... I think she gets killed eventually down the line, too. And that's when the run ends. But uh, she, I don't think it was her own comic. I think she was on her own separate thing. But uh, she, you know, and it, that's uh, Anne, uh, I'm forgetting the last name, uh, he I think, or something is how you pronounce it. Wying? And, uh, yeah. Weying? Weying. Yeah, Wying, Weying. Yeah, something like that. And so she becomes She-Venom for a while. And then, you know, I thought that was really neat that they included that in the movie. I really enjoyed that. It, the way that, that I kind of, well, the video I watched that kind of um, compared this, it was compared to, um, I think it was Iron Man 3. Uh-huh. And they had Pepper Potts ended up in the Iron Man suit as well. Right. They figured it wouldn't really be much more than that, whereas I think in the comics it was a lot more than that. But yeah. Oh, yeah. For both of them, it was a lot more than that in the comics. So they, they figured it wouldn't really be much more than just a temporary thing in the bo- movies, too. So I don't know if we'll see any more of that in the future or not. But still, she looked badass. Yeah, that was really cool. It was interesting that she was so skinny in that suit, whereas he's this huge guy, but she ended up being really skinny. Yeah. Well, she was still fairly muscular, but she wasn't, like, over-the-top huge like Eddie Brock was. Yeah. Yeah. And that's another interesting thing. You know, um, uh, oh, see, now I'm forgetting his name again. Tom Hardy? Yeah, Tom Hardy. You know, he's pretty cut, he's pretty built, but they tried to tone it down by him wearing big sweaters and things because Eddie Brock initially in the comic books isn't this big, cut, built, massive dude. He, After he gets the symbiote, he decides to tune his body more to be more muscular and things to help with the symbiote. But initially, he was more like um, Topher Grace's character. Uh He was kind of skinny, not like wiry, but he wasn't like this big huge athletic built dude like how he is in this film and so but anyways i think it worked yeah so all right so uh here i guess uh we're gonna get into the super spoilers on this but uh i'm interested michael and mike on what you guys thought of woody harrelson as carnage so I thought that was really perfect because, uh, granted, I've just started reading the Carnage comics, and um, I remember playing a video game. Carnage was in, in it, but he wasn't really portrayed as the hick that he is in the comic books. You know, this like he's just he's crazy, yes, but he also isn't 
really um, fit for society in the sense that he's really gross. Um, but I thought Woody Harrelson is perfect. He's got that kind of southern accent to him, and he's also, but he also did a very good job of portraying the crazy side. I thought it was a really great pick for that. The serial killer psychopathic side that will become Carnage. Mm-hmm. Mike, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I wasn't exactly sure who the character was um, when I when I saw it, but I, I figured it was an important character, and uh, it's always good to see Woody Harrelson in anything, so uh, I'm sure it'll be a good character. I think it's going to be pretty badass having Woody Harrelson play Carnage. That's if he plays it right. If he, does, if he tr- plays it as Woody Harrelson playing Carnage, it's going to suck. But if he plays it as a true, legit serial killer psychopath, kind of almost on the level of like maybe like Zombieland, but definitely way more crazier, I think it will be in for a fun ride on this sequel. I'm really looking forward to it personally. Did, did you ever see uh, the Oliver Stone movie uh, Natural Born Killers with Woody Harrelson? Of course. Of course. I, but see, almost in Natural Born Killers, he's more methodical and relaxed and refined. He's a full-on killer, crazy person kind of thing. But he's not like the uh, character that um, is the host for Carnage. He is a full-on, full-fledged psychopath that is an off-the-wall psychopath. He's not a calculating, smart serial killer like Woody Harrelson's character in Natural Born Killers. And speaking of Natural Born Killers, we need to do that movie definitely for a legacy cast. Okay. Because that's a fun, fun movie. Yeah, I haven't seen it in a long time. I'd actually like to watch it again. So, all right, gentlemen, since I guess I am now the most foregone host of this podcast, what else do we want to add about Venom before we get into our ratings? Um, I'd like to add that, um, in case you don't know, before watching this movie, they didn't use bodysuits for any of the symbiotes in this movie whatsoever. It was all CGI drawn on after the movie or after they filmed it. So that's a very important thing to know. That just adds to how amazing the CGI was in the movie. So like when, um, Tom Hardy is transforming into Venom, it's just Tom Hardy standing there. He's not in one of those funky-looking gray suits. No, he's just in regular clothes that he would be wearing for a set before that anyway. he just They just drew it on right after, or just right there. Nice. Very cool. Wow, yeah, that's cool. Very cool. All right, so, Michael, anything else you want to add? Or Mike, sorry. Mike. I already did Michael. Lumberjack Michael. Mike, anything else you want to add about uh, Venom? Not really. Uh, I think this movie was... For whatever reason, torn apart for no reason. Uh, it's not that bad. It was pretty entertaining. It was fun to see Venom on screen. So I'm not sure why it got rated so bad. I have no idea either. Maybe just all the critics are hardcore comic book nerds. But I mean, I'm a pretty good hardcore comic book nerd. Not too bad. But I'm better than average, I guess you would say. And I enjoy this movie. I thought it was fun. I'm not going to say... It's uh, on the level of like Infinity Wars or something like that, but I had a good time. I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I think it's well worth a watch. I mean, the critics made it sound like it was something I'm going to walk out of the theater. You know, it, it, it was not that. I actually was very happy. I'd honestly see this again. It was really good. One thing that I do wish, though, I do wish Spider-Man was in it. Yeah. And I wish it was in the MCU. And I wish 
that um, Spider-Man was in it and that you would have had the nice spider symbol on the Venom suit. I think that would have helped a lot. But you can't have all that because Spider-Man's not in it. No. So he's just solid black. Yeah. They did well with what they had, I guess, given, given current circumstances. Yeah. Very well put, Michael. Very well put. All right. So, gentlemen, let's do this thing. We'll let our guest go first. And I hope you have your rating in your head and you know our rating system because I know you used to listen to the podcast. So I hope you still remember, Slacker. But, Michael, how many reels do you give Venom? I'd say a solid 4.5. I thought this was really nice to watch. Wow. 4.5 so, out of 5 reels. Yeah, I thought it was really I I mean, Man, like I said, I'd see this it. again. I don't say that much about I don't say that much about many movies when I go to a theater to see it, but I'd definitely go see this again, so Wow. I I think you know, a few of those points are from your love of Venom overall, Maybe. but Still, that's a that's an impressive score, sir. So you definitely think everybody and anybody should go see this movie. Definitely. Ignore those critics. All right. Mike, let's roll on to you. Mike, what did you think? Um, how many reels do you give Venom? Sorry. I, I, I like the movie, and I think you should see it. So uh, uh, three and a half reels uh, for me. And uh, you should see this in the theater. It was a lot of fun. Impressive. I like it. I like it. Now, both of you are probably going to get mad at me, and I'm not going to change my score based on either of you, but I give Venom three reels out of five. I think it was a very good movie. Uh, I think if you are a fan of Marvel, if you're a fan of superheroes, if you're a fan of the MCU movies, I definitely think you should go see this movie. Give it a shot. I think you will enjoy it. One thing that I did not like is how they changed it from a PG-13, I mean, not a PG-13, from an R to a PG-13. I think if they would have left it in R film, it would have been a lot better because symbiote, uh, the symbiote is a very violent, graphic, hardcore character, and not having blood when people's heads are literally being bitten off is kind of off-putting to me as a fan of the comic books a fan of the superhero genre and things and uh, you know i don't want to say a fan of violence but he's a violent character and you expect to see lots of violence so that i did not like but i understand they're trying to get the high school kids in to go see this movie and there were quite a few when michael and i went last night and they probably would not have been able to see it if it was rated r because they all looked like they were high school aged maybe a little older so i understand why they did it but i still think if it was rated r would have been better yeah i mean he is a very graphic character. It would have been a lot more fun, I think, if it was rated R, but I still I still feel like they did pretty well with what they had. It is what it is, you know? It, it was in- entertaining. So, all right, guys. Well, um, I think that brings us towards the end of our podcast. Is there anything else anyone wants to talk about? Comics, Marvel, Venom, movies? Uh, Mike, maybe we should touch a little bit on what's coming up on Thursday. Our Harvest Horror Fest continues. Yeah. Which film we're talking about, I don't know, but go for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the uh, Harvest Horror Fest, um, I kind of uh, did a solo uh, podcast uh, about the movie Trick or Treat. And uh, yeah, you should look forward to listening to that on Thursday. 
what? You recorded a podcast without me? You evil, evil man. Yeah, I was tired. No, I was I, understand. I was tired of making you watch horror movies that you were just you didn't want to watch. Hey, that's BS because the list of horror movies we have are movies that I like to watch. <laughs> right, and then this isn't on the list. That's true, it is not on our list. So we're gonna have to wait until or not you're gonna have to wait. Everybody else that's listening to this are three listeners. My mom, not Michael, and your girlfriend slash future wife and who's our third oh probably patrick patrick breen my 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 photographer buddy down in phoenix is probably our third listener oh awesome so sorry you sorry you three you're gonna have to wait to hear our review of dust till dawn what is he signaling to what he's saying you had two two listeners not three i have two listeners oh man two (laughs) damn that's brutal (laughs) well it looks like we just lost a listener that helped us set up this podcast which i probably should give a shout out for him that's uh mr matt santos at the mile high show who is completely out of his room and he is shaking his glass at me but he came over here and set up his legit podcasting equipment so that we can have michael as a guest on our pod so thank you mr mile high show matt santos thank you very much I don't have anything else. Uh, Mike, do you have anything else? Uh, no, I, I don't have any more. I think we covered it all. Oh, Michael has I'd something. Like Michael, say, go for it. Go for it, sir. Since we're on the subject of Venom, um, the current run of Venom is stupendous. If uh, any of you listeners are interested in trying to pick up a comic, it's a very great comic. They're saying it's one of the best runs they've had in years, so definitely consider picking that up if you're interested in Venom after this movie. Now, what what issue are they on in the new Venom run? I believe number 10 comes out on Wednesday. So you could probably pick up a trade paperback in a couple weeks and catch up on the current run. Definitely. What What is the current run of Venom about? Just give us a little synopsis. You don't have to go spoilers or anything, but just give us a little bit of what's going on and why it's so good. So... I'm pretty sure it's Eddie Brock again as the host, and um, it's just very interesting there. Um, so this entire time you hear that, I'm, I can't remember the name of the planet the symbios are from, but this entire time you hear that they're from this one certain planet, and they've introduced introduced a very large character in this story. He's a, uh, and it actually kind of just shows that that planet is not really. I don't know. It's just they 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 completely rewrote the origin of the symbiotes, and it's really interesting. So cool. So it's almost like a new origin story for the symbiotes themselves instead of just venom's origin story yeah for the entire symbiote race and it just kind of destroys whatever they had before that anyway so neat interesting definitely worth checking out all right well and if you live in the prescott area head on over to game on comics at the prescott gateway mall that is my comic shop and you can pick up a lot of the venom venom comics there along with all bunch of other titles from DC, Image, Marvel. Uh, if you're into gaming, they have more games than you can even freaking imagine. So, especially D&D, they have the Star Wars Rebels, they have Magic the Gathering, they have... I mean, it's it's endless. It's a great place to hang out if you're a giant nerd, basically. So make sure and check them out, and you know, tell them the, uh, the Real Film Nerds podcast sent you. Then we'll find out if our three listeners will go and buy comic books. Probably not. I know Mr. Mile High Show sure as hell isn't. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. So on that note, I'm done. Michael, you're done. Mike, go ahead. Take us on out of here unless you got something else to add. Uh, nope, nope. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone, and uh, look forward to uh, talking at you some more later. Thank you for listening to The Real Film Nerds. Now, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Real Film Nerds. Now, go out and catch a movie.